Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome to the Money Girl Podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert and author, helping you live rich and love the journey. Think of me as your money mentor, bringing you the best information, resources, and tools so you can take your finances to the next level. To learn more about me and download two free chapters from my award-winning book, Money Girl Smart Moves to Grow Rich, visit lauradadams.com. I'm really excited about today's show because I'm bringing on my friend, Matt Schultz, who is a credit card expert. You'll hear my interview with him in just a moment. In a previous podcast, I mentioned that it's really important to have a credit card that doesn't charge any foreign transaction fees, especially when you travel overseas. That was show number 408 called, How Many Credit Cards Should You Have for Good Credit? I received lots of emails asking for more information about spending abroad and how to find the best no foreign fee card. A big takeaway that I really want you to get from this show is that even if you don't plan to travel, Having one of these no foreign transaction fee cards is a really smart idea. As we discuss in the interview, even if you buy something online in U.S. dollars, if the company uses a foreign bank, you can still get hit with a foreign fee, and this has happened to me. We also discuss what types of cards are accepted overseas and how to make sure you take ones that incorporate the most up-to-date technology. Matt is a senior analyst for CreditCards.com, and he's constantly watching the industry. So I immediately thought of him as the perfect expert to give us more insight. Matt's work has been featured in major media outlets like NBC, Market Watch, U.S. News and World Report, Huffington Post, and he also speaks frequently at industry conferences. If you want to see the best credit cards with no foreign transaction fees, I created a free download for you. It includes the cards that you'll hear Matt mention in our interview when I asked for his recommendations, plus seven more that I researched and really like. The chart includes interest rates, annual fees, rewards, and minimum credit requirements so you can see what's right for you. To get this free resource, just text the phrase travel card with no space to the number 33444 and I'll send it to you right away. Again, text the phrase travel card to the number 33444. Okay, here's my interview with Matt Schultz. So Matt, thanks so much for talking to me today about foreign transaction fees. This is a topic that's been on my mind because I'm going to be going to Costa Rica at the end of the year and I want to make sure I take the right credit cards. Yeah, it's very important, um, especially if you're traveling overseas, to get a card that doesn't have these foreign transaction fees because 
on average, you're looking at adding about 3% onto the cost of your trip. And as anybody who's traveled overseas knows, the last thing you want to do is add more expense to your trip unnecessarily. Yeah. So for anybody that's not familiar with what a foreign transaction fee is, can you just kind of explain how it works and why we see them? Yeah. Basically, what it is, it's you won't see it necessarily as an extra fee on your credit card statement. Like you won't see anything that says, you know, foreign transaction fee, $10 or something like that. It'll basically just be added on to the cost of your transaction that you make in a foreign country. And that's that's when it's typically seen. But it can also pop up if you buy something from a foreign country online, say you're buying a uh, a bottle of wine from an Italian winery or a uh, or a piece of clothing from a French website or something like that. If the purchases are done in the in foreign currencies, then you can end up facing a foreign transaction fee, even if you were just sitting in your living room here in the States. Yeah, we actually put a deposit down on our trip that we're going to be taking to Costa Rica. And even though we made it in U.S. dollars, it was processed by a foreign bank. And so we did end up still seeing a foreign transaction fee. And it really surprised me. And that was why I started thinking about, wow, I I need to make sure I've got the right credit card going overseas because it was really a very unexpected fee. So I want to make sure that people who are listening have a heads up that this can happen even if you're paying in U.S. dollars, but they're using a foreign bank. Yeah, and that's that's an important thing to remember because you you really don't expect that when you're making a purchase from your home office or your living room and on your on your laptop, you wouldn't expect to bear this sort of fee, but that situation you just described is is a perfect example of how it could happen. Are we seeing more credit cards waive the fee? Is it becoming more common to, you know, for credit card issuers to kind of give us a break on these fees or has there not been much change? Yeah, we've seen in a survey that we just recently did that about three fourths of cards still have foreign transaction fees. But the good news is that they are becoming less common. And if you shop around at sites like creditcards.com and you've got good credit, and you do your homework, you can find a no foreign transaction fee card that works for you. And that's that's an important change for the consumer. And it's also, I mean, it's, it's a sign of just how competitive the credit card marketplace is today. Because as America has kind of emerged from the Great Recession, people are spending a little more, they're feeling better about their jobs, banks are lending more, and you add it all up, it makes for a really, really competitive marketplace. And one of the benefits of all that competition is the easing of some of these fees. And the foreign transaction fee is kind of the classic example of that. So how should travelers prepare for their overseas trip? Well, the the first thing you want to do with any credit card is determine how you um how you're going to use it, what you're going to use it for and what you want to get out of it. 
Obviously, we've talked about the foreign transaction fee being something that you would want to avoid, and and it certainly is. And we have dozens of cards without that foreign transaction fee um, on our site at creditcards.com. But you also want to think about other things such as can you find a um, EMV card or a smart chip credit card? Because that's that's an important thing as well when you're looking for a card to take to Europe or or someplace else overseas. Because even though they aren't that common in the States yet, they've been the standard in Europe for quite some time. Um, and if you're able to get a smart chip credit card to take over to Europe, it might just save you some headaches when you're over there. Because instead of maybe having to go to a teller and wait in line because the kiosk at the train station doesn't take your magnetic stripe card, you would be able to just stick your card in that automated kiosk and get your train ticket and be on your way. So that's that's an important thing to look for as well. Great. I just did a podcast about EMV credit cards. So this is something that we definitely are going to see be, see more of. October 1 is the deadline for the merchants to switch over in the United States to their EMV terminals. So we're starting to see these cards coming to us in the mail. I don't have all of mine yet. I think I have two of my five cards that have switched over to the chip. And I do understand that they're going to be chip and signature here in the United States. Does that mean that we are able to use a pin if we take that card overseas? It depends. Um, and, the, and the whole um, smart chip EMV card transition has been really confusing and really kind of more complicated than it needs to be, honestly, because a lot of people have that question of if I get a chip card, does it automatically have a pin? Or, you know, is EMV the same as chip and pin and and just there's this a lot of confusion about it and the reality is that there are some cards that are chip and signature and chip and pin there are some that are just chip and signature and then there are some that are just chip and pin like for example um I had a uh, US Airways credit card from from Barclays and it's a chip card but it also, it's one of those cards that by default is a chip and signature card, but it can be used as a chip and pin card. So, and they walked me through the process of creating the pin when I was activating the card. However, if I wasn't somebody who kind of followed this stuff for a living, I would have been completely confused by the whole process. And I can understand why there's still a lot of questions about this because there's really not much that's straightforward about it. Right. So if you have the option to get a pin, I think what you're saying is maybe we should get that option, you know, be taken more widely. We'll be able to take it to Europe if we do take an overseas trip. Yeah. If you have the opportunity to get um, a pin for your chip card, that's the best way to go because you know that it will be accepted virtually everywhere in Europe because there there might be some places where a uh, where a chip and signature 
card might not necessarily work. And the, the main example would be an automated kiosk at a train station or an unattended uh, gas pump on a highway someplace where you might find yourself being stuck without, you know, without being able to use your card because it's not compatible with the system they have. So definitely when in doubt, if you're planning a trip overseas, if you can get a chip and pin card, you definitely should. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Let's talk about a question that I received from Becky, who is one of our interns at Quick and Dirty Tips. She's actually going abroad for a semester. Uh, She's going to London, and she's looking for some advice about what she should do while she's over there. Should she take a credit card? Should she use a debit card? Do you have any advice for her? My general advice for travelers is when in doubt, use a credit card. And that's simply because of all the protections that come with it. If cash gets stolen, you're not getting it back. If your debit card gets stolen, they're taking real money out of a real checking account that you'll eventually get back. In in the interim, you might be stuck with with a little bit of a, a money shortage. But with credit cards, if somebody uses it fraudulently, you're not going to be out any money. If somebody steals your card or you lose your card, you can generally call the bank, have the card stopped, and get it replaced. Um, and it just it just helps simplify things. That said, it's always important to have a little bit of cash just in case you run into a mom and pop place that might not take plastic. 
you know, I've I've done my share of traveling too, and I know that you know you, there's only so much cash that you want to carry around when you're traveling because you don't necessarily feel as safe when you have cash as you might when you have plastic. To wrap up, if you could recommend two of the best no foreign transaction fee credit cards right now, what would you recommend? Well, I would generally recommend for foreign travelers especially the Barclay Card Arrival Plus World Elite MasterCard. And it is a no foreign transaction fee card. Um, It has an annual fee, but it waives it for the first year. And it's actually chip and pin compatible. But it also comes with a 40,000 point signup bonus, which basically translates directly into about $400 back on statement credit. Um, One of the other great things about it is that when you redeem those points um, for statement credit, you get 5% of those points rebated back to you. So that's a, that's a nice little plus as well. And as far as other cards that I would recommend, the um, Chase Sapphire preferred card is one that I know a lot, of, a lot of frequent travelers really like. Again, no foreign transaction fees. It's chip enabled, but it's a signature card, but it's, it's still, you'll, you'll still be okay. Um, and one of the good things about this is that it gives you double points on travel and dining at restaurants. Um, and that's, that's a positive thing, especially when you're getting ready to go on that trip. But one of the other cool things about it is that the points that you earn on that card can be transferred to other leading travel programs. Um, so for example, when you sign up for, when you sign up for the card, you can get 40,000 bonus points when you spend $4,000 on purchases in the first three months. And those 40,000 points could potentially be transferred to another airline, such as, you know, Southwest or United or some of their partners, um, or to other travel partners as well. So that's a nice perk that you don't necessarily get with some other cards. Terrific. Matt, thank you so much. This is terrific information, and I think I'll be applying for a new credit card. Thanks for having me. I really hope you enjoyed this interview. We talked about EMV credit cards, and if you're not sure what those are, be sure to listen to last week's show called What You Need to Know About EMV Chip Credit Cards, which is show number 410. And remember to text Travel Card to the number 33444 to download the travel card comparison chart right now. And before we go, a big thanks to everyone who submitted five-star reviews of the show in iTunes. You guys are awesome. If you're enjoying the podcast, one of the best ways to let me know is to post a short review in iTunes. Why? Well, that's where most people find it and make the decision to subscribe. Plus, reviews help the show stay more visible there so more new listeners can find us. If you have money questions, two of the best places to reach me are my contact page at lauradadams.com or in my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Debt. You can request an invitation to the group by texting GROUP400, that's GROUP400, to the number 33444. 
Thanks again for listening. It's great to have you with me, and I'm looking forward to talking to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.